Welcome to the Chorus Deep and Wide podcast. This is episode seven with Ryan Worley. Chorus Church is a part of a network of church planting churches called Acts 29. And from the very beginning, we have talked about being a church that does exactly that. And within the last couple of years, we sent a young man and his family, Ryan Worley, down to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to plant a church that they're calling Rooted Church. And I'm excited now to share this interview that I had with Ryan over the summer and allow you to just catch up and hear what God is doing down there in Arkansas. With me, I've got Ryan Worley, who we sent out at Chorus. How long ago was it, Ryan? Uh, we left about uh, two years ago. Um, it'll be two years this this coming July. Wow! So two years ago, and I'm finally down here. So <laughs> forgive me for that. But it's so good to be here and just see what God is doing. Um, how's your family doing? Talk about them. Tell us about them for some of the people that don't know them. And yeah, going, going great. Um, so we've got. Uh, Three kids, um, Melissa and I do. We have uh, Lorelai, who's nine, Micah, who's uh, turning five soon, and we got little Ruby, who's two. Um, and we're also foster parenting. We have currently have a foster daughter um, that's two as well. So pretty full house of uh, little kids. Um, but uh, everyone's doing really well. Lorelai's loving school. Um, kids are starting in sports and just been a really uh, awesome blessing doing that. Foster parenting, of course, is... Uh, um, you know, it, it comes with its own unique challenges and, and difficulties, but um, it's just been really great for our family as a way to love, um, you know, just kids that are in need, but just really engage in our city in a way that um, is just mm-hmm. really uh, just kind of real and on a just really deep level um, just meets needs in our city. And so we're been really blessed by that. Um, Melissa and I just celebrated seven years of marriage and uh, awesome. Yeah, so just, um, yeah, really thankful for them. Melissa's just been such a huge encouragement um, with planting. Um, and I feel like each, each you know, month that goes by, I just uh, grow in appreciation for the, for the woman that God's given me to do this with. So, um, yeah, definitely. It's awesome. I was there on that first day, I think. Yeah, you were. Yeah. It was a good day. Seven years ago. Um, got to enjoy that and... Uh, Lots happened in, in a short amount of time, for sure. So how did you end up in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas? How did God call you here? Tell us about that. You know, uh, whenever we first got involved in Karis, um, you know, God had kind of planted this this church planting bug in our hearts and, um, and you know, had a you know, general call to ministry, a general call to, to want to serve the Lord. Um, but... A lot of the specifics of that were just, you know, yet to be defined just in terms of, you know, what that would really look like, where that would be, when that would all kind of come to fruition. And, um, you know, after doing things like the internship, after doing things like the elder process at Karis, God just kind of slowly started to refine that. And 
um, you know, definitely grow my love for the church and for church planting, um, which you did through my time at Caris. Um, but then also just kind of start to help um, narrow down in my mind the type of place um, where I'd want to plant a church. And so, uh, you know, some of those uh, defining characteristics would be things like a college town. You know, we wanted to be um, you know, near a, a university and a big university. We just really love the, the culture that that brings. Um, and we really wanted to be situated in a, in a region and a, and a place that um, would give us the opportunity to, to reach a lot of people, uh, a place that was growing, a place with a lot of resources that was kind of an up and coming area in the country. And so um, as we prayed a lot about that, uh, you know, God has kept opening doors um, surprisingly to us and in, mm-hmm. in, in Northwest Arkansas, um, a region that's just growing very rapidly um, mm-hmm. home to just some very influential companies like Walmart and Sam's club and Tyson and JB hunt and, so that just brings with it a lot of, um, you know, influence, a lot of power, a lot of uh, just culture, a lot of diversity, just lots of things all happening here at once. And of course, the university does that too. So mm-hmm. um, we just have loved being um, being down here, and uh, you know, much to our surprise, um, you know, love call Arkansas home. Great. Well, the church is called Rooted, correct? How did you come up with that name? And just tell us a little bit about the church and what's yeah. going on. Um, so when our, when our first group, you know, our first core group of families, we got together, um, you know, endeavoring to plant a church. You know, we, we didn't immediately just latch onto a name. We just kind of said, let's just take some time, spend some time together, praying for our city, um, just looking around at our city. And then we'll just kind of let things uh, kind of grow more organically in terms of what we're going to call ourselves, what our church will be named. Um and so over time, you know, we kind of had some different names come and go, but nothing really stuck. Uh, but then one day as we were reading through um, the book of Ephesians and Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, that they would be rooted and grounded in love. Mm-hmm. And uh, that whole, that just word rooted just really stuck for us. Um, and just really kind of captured, you know, some of those, the core, you know, hopes that we had for our body and what it would grow into be um, a body that's, you know, just deeply rooted in love um, for each other, a, body that's deeply rooted in love for the, the city and the community where we're planting. Um, and just that, just like the tree, which our, our logo is just a really big tree with deep roots. So just like a tree like that would have roots that just go so deep and are just so firmly anchored in the gospel. Um, and what would happen is that that would cause this, this growth that would result um, in fruit, result in blessing for our community. And so um, as we kind of latched onto that idea, that was Paul's prayer for them. That just kind of became our prayer for mm-hmm. our church as it grows. And uh, so today, you know, that's um, th- those roots have kind of started to get deeper for us. You know, mm-hmm. we've added families to our team and uh, God's blessed us with a lot of resources and um, just brought some really key families around us to help us continue doing that. Um, you know, we've been meeting in some capacity as a group uh, for about, um, you know, 20 months or so now uh, and have a wonderful building that um, a church that uh, was kind of at the end of their life cycle was gracious and gave us. And that's just been a huge blessing um, to give us a space to, to meet as a body um, and just was a, a huge provision for us. And so, you know, as a church, you know, we're just kind of in that season where um, we're just really putting down roots Um we're really uh, just kind of laying the groundwork for what our church, you know, looks like, what our what our DNA is like, what our culture is like, um, and then just praying and dreaming for how God's going to continue to grow, specifically 
um, just the whole community aspect of our church in terms of how we're going to love and serve um, the region of Northwest Arkansas and beyond, um, just as those roots grow deeper and we just keep growing as a body. Mm-hmm. What have the first couple of years been like and how hard's it been? Just what have been the challenges? Yeah, I, I think that um, we knew going into it. I mean, just from our time at Carus, we had at least some taste of just how hard it can be um, to just be in ministry generally, but just specifically the ministry of planting a church, um, which just can come with its own unique challenges. And I think that some of the initial difficulty we faced was just feeling the pressure to to want to go a lot faster than we were, to have more results than we were having, um, just to be a lot further along than we felt like we you know, we really were. Um, and so I think we constantly wrestle with just feeling desperate for just wanting to make something happen and wanting to try and create something. We don't need, didn't even know what we wanted to create. We just wanted something to kind of wrap our hands around and say, look what we did or look what's accomplished. Um, so I think that's just a difficult thing in those early days is just to really um, be diligent and work hard, um, but at the same time resting and just leaving the results up to the Lord and just how he works out the timing, how he works out everything. Um, and I think some of the other difficulties we face is just that, you know, we're just, we're planting in a culture where church in so many ways is normal. Mm. Um, but the gospel is not you know, so people are familiar with church, you know, uh, attendance. People are familiar with, you know, church stuff. Um, there's what I call a lot of spiritual noise in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a lot of just clear, uh, gospel proclamation, um, the whole idea of, you know, gospel and everyday life is just really uh, a pretty foreign concept. And so, um, you know, I mean, it's just like if you're in a culture, just speak, trying to learn and speak a different language. I mean, in so many ways, that's what we're doing is we're trying to teach a different language and a different way of, of, of living to people that have never lived that way before. Um, and that's hard and it's slow. Um, but, uh, God's already helped us, you know, build some relationships with people that have been really encouraging to see how they've, they've caught on and they've really seen, um, what church can really be when it's, um, not just an organization or not just, a um, you know, kind of a religious club, but when it's truly a gospel community on mission, um, just how different that can be. Hmm. Definitely goes more slowly for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's worth it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, you know, of course, yeah, you know, I, I was new to Arkansas. I knew a few people, um, had family here and one or two friends, but not much. Um, and so you have lots of, lots of thoughts in your, that go around your head of, Oh, this is what it's going to be like. And, um, this is how fast everything's going to go. So you have a bunch of things going on in your mind, but, um, you know, over time, I mean, over the last two years, God, just some of those things he's just had to help me let go of and other things he's, changed and shaped that, you know, I, I wouldn't have even known to expect or ask for, for that, you know? Um, I mean, as we were praying about a place to meet, like we, we would have accepted anything and then God not only gave us a place to meet, but it gave us a, a building for free. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. and so God, God's hand is just, has been working and moving and in so many ways, you know, God gave us a vision to come down here. And so, not only is God like maturing that vision and, and growing that vision here, but he's also maturing us to go along with that. So there's lots of things inside of us that he's having to grow and shape. Um, 
so that, you know, we're not a finished product. You know, I'm not, you know, Michael's not, our other leaders aren't, um, anybody. I mean, God's, God's doing the work in us that he's also going to be doing the work in the people that we're trying to serve. So, um, we're growing in the, in the gospel. We're going, growing in grace alongside everybody else. Mm-hmm. We just talked a little bit ago about your vision for Northwest Arkansas. As you think about the next five to 10 years, what kind of things, what are just bold dreams that you would have before God for this region of the country? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that's really been growing in our hearts a lot is, um, is just the true nature and the true need down here for gospel community. And that's what people are really hungry for. Um, so many people we talk to about their experience with church in the past. And a lot of people have past church experiences, um, but have since kind of grown away from church. Um, so there's this whole kind of divide growing in Northwest Arkansas between historical church stuff and this entire population of people that have just grown distant from the church. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I'd love to see over the next five to 10 years is, uh, you know, our, our, the growth of our missional communities across the region. Um, where you have these pockets of people um, that are scattered across neighborhoods, you know, across Northwest Arkansas, where that gospel community is taking place daily and people are invited into that and uh, they get to experience the gospel, but then they get to join with those other folks and going right back out and serving the neighborhoods and, and communities where um, their missional community is. Um, And so I would just like to see, you know, that gradual multiplication of those missional communities as we just, you know, kind of literally block by block, you know, across Northwest Arkansas, um, just reach more families and uh, are able just to kind of tie into even some of the key subpopulations that are here um, via missional communities and, um, and to see those missional communities take on more and more um, just intentional and sophisticated ways of serving the city and, um, you know, 10 years from now, I, I would love to have our church um, and just all the missional communities so um, invested and so involved in Northwest Arkansas that, you know, different groups in the city or, or different, you know, uh, you know, organizations are like, man, I don't know what we do without that missional community or I don't know what we do without that church's involvement in our neighborhood, um, just where we really do our part um to really seek the good of the cities where we are. And we're able to do that in, in the deeds we do, you know, in the actions we're doing, but also in the words of just speaking gospel truth where we are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, quite simply, I just, I just love to see our mission communities just take off and grow um, and to have, you know, 10, 15, 20 of those scattered across Northwest Arkansas um, and, and just multiplying more every single day. So that's great. So how long were you a part of Karis Church? Well, I got involved in Karis Church um, kind of at the end of, end of, of 2006. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we moved in uh, in 2014. So, um, you know, right, right about, you know, seven years, a little over seven years um, that we were involved. And uh, all the way from the time that I was, you know, a senior in college till I had three kids. So... <laughs> Wow. A lot changed from my very first day to my last, and uh, um, it's great. What were some of your experiences as a student, as an elder, just having a family? What are some of the things that God did in your life and maybe you, you learned as a part of our body? Yeah, I think that um, 
you know, often as I talk about my time at Karis, what I what I tell a lot of people is that I, I grew up in church world, you know, so I, uh, parents were actually a part of a church plant when I was a kid. So, um, I, I've never been far from a church, uh, ever since I was born. Um, but I don't, I don't think I really could have told you what it meant to be a part of a church, you know, even after growing up in that environment my entire life. Um, I knew lots of words and I knew, I knew lots of things about the Bible and God and, uh, spiritual spirituality and, um, but in terms of experiencing it truly with other believers, uh, just had never really been a part of my life. And so I think one of the things I always appreciate most about my time at Karis early on was um, the opportunity, but also the challenge of living life um, in committed community with other believers, um, where it's not just a, a be there and walk away. It's not a casual thing. It's not just a pop in pop out thing but you've actually committed to the life of another person whom you otherwise might not even know or be friends with or even hang out with um, but you just agree together to be anchored in the gospel um, and you just live side by side and so I think um, my early days at Cars that was probably hard for me of like you know here I am a young guy I don't even I don't know if I'd even hang out with some of these people outside of of, of Karis, but um that started challenging my heart and just the way I viewed what it meant to be a part of a local church body. Um, and so I think that one of the best gifts that Carlos ever gave me was just, it grew my love for the local church. Um, and it gave me so many opportunities to see that um, how, as hard as it is to do church the way that Carlos does it, if you're faithful to do it that way, the return on the investment of time and energy and everything um, is unparalleled, you know, and just terms of um, when you really sink your life in with somebody else, you're going to grow in a way that you, you couldn't have in any other capacity. And so, hmm. and not only you, but then you get to help other people grow in a way that you couldn't have in any other capacity. Um, so I think, yeah, just growing my love for the local church and seeing the beauty of uh, what it's like to be committed to a local body um, and then I think that, um, I think that the other gift was just really getting to get a, a lot of visual examples of what it looks like to give and receive grace. Um, cause you can really only do that with people, you know, obviously you can <laughs> learn about grace and the Bible. You can experience that from the Lord, obviously in very clear ways by yourself. Um, but so much of that you really see fully, um, as you experience it with people. And you only experience it with people once you've really done the hard work of committing to somebody. And, mm. you know, that's right. Mm. And so I think that, I think that getting lots of pictures of, um, you know, the messiness of life and you get to see how grace just abounds in those situations and how, man, uh, the gospel is powerful enough to, to rescue and redeem, um, a lot of situations that just seemed pretty help, you know, pretty hopeless. Um, it just really gives you a whole new category um, of grace, and so I think that that's one thing I think back on Karis too. That just really helped me see and experience that for myself, but also have opportunities to extend that to other people. Um, and as you think about church planting, you know, what are what are just two things that you just have to have and you know, full measure is 
want a love for the local church, but then also just um, a vision for a body where people just give and receive grace all the time. So, so the, I mean, a lot of the, what I experienced at Karis are things, just dreams I have for the people that are here, you know, um, that they would just experience how sweet it is to be a part of a, of a local church family um, in ways they've maybe never felt before and, and that they would um, just see, you know, that yes, it's messy and hard, but just the wonder of, uh, of grace that's present in those situations. So, we were just talking about Ray Ortland, gospel plus safety plus time, mm-hmm. and just how all three of those are so important. I mean, we've been a part of churches, communities where the gospel isn't present. You know, that's horrible. You know, we have to prove ourselves. We have to maintain that standing. You know, we've we've um, been in places where there's not that safety. You know, people aren't committed to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're. They're not committed to sticking through your, sticking by you through your flaws and mess ups and all that. And then the time part, which by God's grace, I think I'm more patient than I used to be. But, <laughs> but yeah, the the idea is is takes a lot of time for us to change. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the way he puts that because it's it is this this vision of growth, but it's just assumed that it's a vision of community too. Mm-hmm. You've got all three of those components, and then. Lord willing, 20 years down the road, we're different people. Right. It's been slow, but we've been changed by the gospel. Yeah. So, but that's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But as you said, I think it's completely worth it. And those yeah. days that we want to quit, which are not infrequent yeah. for people that aren't in ministry leadership, that kind of stuff keeps you going yeah as you just see god at work in people and and for me just sitting here with you in this building that these people gave you to to see your heart for the the people here and just your vision it gives me a lot of joy for sure yeah because just just meeting you at chipotle when you were a college student and then having you for a while more as a disciple you know as an intern as a student but then becoming a peer and a brother and a a pastor alongside me and now a planter it's just really really encouraging so yeah that's why i'm up here now is just to tell you i love you i want to encourage you and just keep going and keep fighting it's all it's all worth it as you said yeah yeah, well, how can we we pray for you? There's going to be cars, people listening to this, some other people, maybe some people in your church as well. How can we be praying for you over the summer, into the fall, that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, one of our big hopes for the summer um, is is for is through our missional communities, is as you know, God has really brought together you know this this group of people that um, in some ways are still learning and getting to know each other. Uh, so we're just praying a lot this summer, just for a lot of you know connection, a lot of unity among our body. Um, that God would just really you know root everybody together in the gospel, um, just bring a lot of just deep relationships, and uh, and that really just laying a good foundation of that as we keep growing. You know, we're never going to be able to go back to this phase of our church plan. Like we're never going to get to do these things over again, mm-hmm. and so just really praying that as, as God just adds people and, and even the people that are here now, um, that he would just really knit people's hearts together very strongly. Um, so that's one thing we just really want to have a lot of space for this summer. We're just praying a lot for unity in our body. Um, but then also just, uh, we would just pray for a lot of open doors, um, for MCs this summer. They're going to be intentionally reaching out in their neighborhoods. Um, 
and for all the, you know, the moniker of, you know, the Southern hospitality, um, that only, you know, it was really present to uh, a limit. You know, there, there definitely has a, a point where that's not really the case anymore. Um, you know, Melissa and I lived here for, uh, well, I mean, being here two, two years and uh, we've had very few people just say, hey, you know, come over for dinner. Yeah, it's just kind of a foreign thing. Um, but we're going to be, you know, going to our neighbors, you know, all of our churches and inviting them to dinner mm-hmm. and uh, getting them in our homes and uh, spending time with them. Uh, you know, barbecues and block parties and the like. So um, just praying for a lot of open doors um, where we can start building those relationships, building trust with the people that we're around on a daily basis. Um, just praying for gospel opportunities to um, just love and shepherd and, and share the gospel with them. Um, so th- those are just two kind of big, you know, things particular about our MCs we're really praying a lot for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're always just praying just for... Um, you know, we, we look out at Northwest Arkansas and we, you know, think that the, the fields are, are ready for harvest. And um, but part of Jesus's encouragement was just pray for more laborers. And so part of what we, you know, what we need as a body as we continue to grow is we just need more laborers, too. Like we need more people to come alongside us and help us, you know, as part of our core team and this initial group that God's built together. We just need more people to help us. Um, so we're just praying for you know, more, uh, families, more individual singles, you know, young, old, you know, racial diversity, just the whole mix of the God would just be, uh, just bringing more laborers, um, to our team to help us reach, um, Northwest Arkansas. Um, and then lastly, I mean, just like you said, Kevin, I mean, it's, there's a lot of days where, you know, you just want to kind of curl up in a ball and <laughs> hide under your covers and see like, what was I thinking? Like, why did I do this? What have I done? Um, <laughs> been there, you know, People are just going to, you know, you, you just have all these thoughts that go through your head of just people are one day just going to all say, you know, this is stupid and walk away. And, you know, but um, just, just for, for me, for, you know, the leaders in our church, you know, for, for Melissa, um, just for a lot of just, you know, a lot of faith, a lot of confidence, a lot of um, boldness, um, not based on our ability, not based on our talents or our skills, but just a ton of conviction that um, God has called us, God's able, God's faithful, and that we would just operate out of that um, position as we continue going forward, um, not getting discouraged, but just continuing to to trust, you know, the Lord. Um, and, and we just, yeah, because God's growing us right along as he said, as he's growing everybody else too. And um, that's, that's definitely a way we feel continually stretched is just to have more faith. Um, and to doubt and not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for taking the time to do this. And there's a lot of people all over the country that love you, but there's a lot of people in Columbia, Missouri, and we're proud, encouraged, um, love you guys a ton. And it's a lot of fun. It's an honor to be down here. Yeah. So glad you could come in and uh, definitely to all my uh, Columbia peeps, you know, we love and miss you guys and uh, think about cars all the time. So Stay faithful, and we're praying for you guys, too. It was sure great to catch up with Ryan over the summer, and I hope you were blessed by that conversation as well. 
You may be unaware of this, but Caris Church for some time has had a church planning internship program, and Ryan went through that. If you've ever pondered being a church planter or being a part of a team, we would love for you to consider our internship. We've we've taken over 30 men and women through that. We've sent them in our state, into other states, and around the world. If you've ever thought about that, that God could be calling you to that, and you would love a place where you could be instructed and shepherded and guided through the process, I would encourage you to log on to karaschurch.org and to find that internship application and send one our way, and we'll certainly get right back with you on that. Well, thanks again for listening to the Car Us Deep and Wide podcast. Until next time, it's Kevin Larson again. Yeah.